Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Music Lab Podcast. My name is Dog, and I am here with Veronica Lewis, and it is our second audio-only interview. Our first audio interview, if you remember, was with Sean Eccles, the guitarist from Andy Frasco and the UN, which is about, about this time last year. So welcome, Veronica. How are you? Hi there. I'm I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I, I am living the dream as I tell most of my friends. So <laughs> So let's talk about you. You are 19 years old. You grew up in Haverhill, Massachusetts, which is about 35 miles north of Boston, near the New Hampshire border. Talk about how growing up influenced your music style. Definitely. Uh, you know, I was, I'm very fortunate to be able to spend, you know, half the year in New Hampshire and the other half, you know, in Massachusetts and spent a lot of time and still do outside and, uh, you know, basically grew up in the woods <laughs> up here in New Hampshire for half my childhood. Uh, and I think having that, that time up here and, and still having that time to, to be grounded and to find that you know, connection with nature it always has been a huge, huge inspiration for, for songwriting. Uh, so very, very lucky to have, you know, opportunity to do that. Well, uh, you'll be interested to know uh, one of my other interests or one of my other um, side things is we own a clothing company and all of our designs are um, basically capturing the confrontation between predator and prey. So, you know, we have a mongoose and a cobra and a bear and a salmon. And so we are all about nature and definitely uh, are troubled at all of these terrible, terrible things that are happening in our country. Were you affected at all by the, the floods up in Vermont? Did that was were you kind of was I know that's your area, but were you specifically affected by that? Luckily, no, but I, I knew I a lot of, you know, people, you know, people that I know and work with and are friends with, they, they had, they were affected, um, by, by the flooding, not nothing too extreme, but it definitely was really intense and, uh, you know, sending love and, and, you know, white light to, you know, everyone affected by that. And, uh, you know, that was crazy. That was really, that was wild. Like unheard of, right? Just for your yeah. area. Like it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, I understand, I think, um, fish, are doing a two night benefit for like the flood victims this weekend. So that's kind of cool that they're doing that, you know, being able to use music as a, as a support, you know, it's great. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk about the music. Your debut album came out two years ago. It's mm -hmm. called you ain't unlucky. How did that come about? Who produced it? And, you know, like, talk about that experience, you know, doing your debut album. I just can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I produced it and, you know, it started, I believe we started recording at the very end of 2019. And, you know, then I recorded through the pandemic, doing all the vocals at home and, and mixing and mastering remotely with my sound engineer, you know, from home doing like Zoom calls and stuff in uh, sessions. But yeah, that, you know, You Ain't Unlucky started and, and is, you know, a stakeholder for my musical career when I was, when I was younger and, you know, into my, into, you know, 17. 
which is when I released it. And I wanted to show the influences that I have musically growing up and where I started as a songwriter and my love for blues and roots and roots rock and roll and Americana and New Orleans and Cajun music. Uh, I wanted to encapsulate all of that with You Ain't Unlucky. Um, and so I self-produced it, wanted it very, you know, raw and almost, you know, I, I like to think of, you know, showing up to Sun Studios in the 50s and just having, you know, just hitting record and just letting it be, cap encapsulate that live energy of, of performing and, and what the blues and what Roots is all about, which is, you know, spontaneity and and connection between you know live players you know a lot of improvisation yeah like doing that one take and recording it and just letting it be you know like yeah, definitely get, getting that vibe for sure mm -hmm. so some of the highlights for me uh in particular with this album is you is my baby uh mm -hmm. fool me twice put your wig on mama between those three what were what was the most fun about those songs Oh gosh. I mean, they're, they're all really fun and or really special in their own, in their own way, all the songs on the album. But uh, yeah, like, Issue Is My Baby. I had written the music for that song way before having, you know, arranged it fully. Uh, I had just come up with the progression and some of the, the riffs in the right hand. Uh, I was just listening to Lewis Jordan one day and I came across Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby for the first yeah. time. And I just, really connected with those lyrics and just the whole emotion of that song. So I reworked the lyrics and I knew that this, you know, instrumental thing I had been working on would work so well with that. So kind of, you know, with Is You Is and with uh, Woo We Sweet Daddy, those are, you know, two of the cover, two of the, co two, two of the only covers on the album. And uh, I wanted to show you know my influences and katie webster and, and lewis jordan were big big influences for sure absolutely so let's that's a good segue let's talk about your your inspirations and your influences because if no one's ever heard of you you know how would you describe your sound well i think with uh with you ain't unlucky it is it's roots rock and roll it's blues americana um definitely a mixture of of everything that I loved growing up and I, I still love, uh, but every, you know, showing and honoring the, the pioneers of this, these early styles of American music that really inspired me to become a songwriter and to become a piano player and a, and a singer and a musician. Uh, so it was really an album to, to honor that and to show where I came from. Yeah. Yeah, it really is um, a reflection of where you came from. I, that's I, I don't think I could have said that any better. So well said. So let's talk about the piano. Uh, her name is Margaret. And what is the story behind Margaret? Yeah, well, when I was, uh, I think it was five or six years old, we found this old piano on, on Craigslist, I believe. It was for free. And somebody nearby was just... It was in a barn and they were just going to, I don't know what they were going to do with it. We hadn't rescued her, but we, uh, we brought her home and we found the name Margaret was inscribed on the front of it. And uh, when I was little, I used to always say, oh, you know, Margaret's getting lonely. I better go play with her. <laughs> and I would go practice and I'd, you know, write, you know, two minute like blues, you know, one, four, five songs when I was like six and seven years old. And then 
started singing when I was 12 and I've written a lot of songs, especially on You Ain't Unlucky, sure. uh, on Margaret. Yeah. Huh. So are your parents musical or your grand, like anyone else in your family, brothers, sisters, like, or are you the lone wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, my whole family are is a lot of, you know, they're all, we're all music appreciators, you know, and uh, there's definitely a musical love that that binds us all <laughs> no especially my uh my grandfather who he actually lost his sight when he was 15 years old so the way that we really connected was through music and he he loved jazz and and so much music and he really instilled in me the curiosity and the love for finding music that really spoke to me and I think when I was younger, that started out as, yeah, as this, the roots and, and the blues and rock and roll, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, all the great old blues piano players. It was just a style that I had never heard before. And uh, I think as I've started, you know, as I've grown up a little bit too, you know, I love all of that just as much. And I think what I've learned from my grandfather was just how much you can grow and, and, that your musical taste can evolve and become a lot wider. So definitely came come from a musical musical family, people who we all love music. <laughs> well, and you know what? There's there is a common thread between your grandfather and like those artists that you spoke of, resiliency, right? I mean, mm. just the the level of resiliency to to be able to, yeah, still have a smile on your face and to to play music for people. And, and in your case, you know, your grandfather, like, you know, inspiring you to to get into this. Uh, it's it's really inspiring. That's great. So let's, again, let's talk about something that's inspiring to you and your trip to Clarksdale, Mississippi. What At what age did you do that? And how did that come about? Oh, gosh, I think I was 11 or, or literally 12. Uh, so it was you know, the beginning of uh, starting when you to first started it. singing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I sure. first started like really singing and putting together full songs and, you know, coming coming right out of, you know, the, uh, you know, <clears throat> the blues and and feeling really inspired by artists like like Katie Webster. Uh, and yeah, I went to Clarksdale. I I was um I was a part of the the Pine Top Perkins Foundation. They had these like this week of master classes with different instruments. And I had actually been given the, the David Maxwell scholarship. And that, that's a whole story too. I was able to meet David Maxwell's family and I had always loved his, his music and his playing, but I digress. I was in Clarksdale uh, and that was really wild coming, you know, listening to artists like Otis Spann, Albert Ammons and Mead Lux Lewis and all the greats that, were really from the era of of direct connection to the delta and all the great blues you know pioneers uh you can just you can feel it in the air you know you can you feel the the energy is just palpable and i knew i, I couldn't help but start writing you know the one four five blues songs and, and root songs uh when i was down there so clarksdale sun on the album is one yep. that i wrote when i was 12 and just about being down there and that energy and uh put your wig on mama was i wrote when i was down there you know feeling feeling that bluesy shuffle 
you know, that dirty saxophone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just a really, a really cool time right when I was in the height of, you know, inspiration from the blues and from roots music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember your favorite meal in home or in uh, Clarksdale? Oh, God. I mean, I, you know, there was a <laughs> lot of really, really cool, uh, really cool food and really great food. I, I think actually one of the jams or one of the, uh, the big events at in, at Hobson's Plantation with the master class, they got tamales, which I was not expecting, but they were actually really good. And I hadn't had them before. So yeah, that's, that was the most memorable food I think I had down there. I was just there for a couple of days, but it was really cool. Oh, so, oh, so you were just there. Oh, uh, no, I was just, I just met, oh. I was in Clarksdale for a couple of days when I was 12. <laughs> I understand. I it feels like just yesterday though. It does. <laughs> <laughs> as we reminisce right oh yeah it takes me back <laughs> so, speaking of taking this back let's go back to high school and you know I think this is a huge accomplishment and I, I'm not sure how you feel about it, and you can kind of talk about that in your response but you were the valedictorian in your high school what was your graduating class it was 2021 so it was the year I released the album yeah yes yeah, so that was like two years ago and uh I had, I, you know, back in 10th grade, I switched to, um, <clears throat> to doing like an online school because I was going down to Memphis and, uh, that, and doing some more, a bit more intensive touring and traveling for my music. Uh, and then the pandemic happened, I think it was literally within like six months of me deciding to go online for for touring and traveling. And so I just stayed online through graduation and it was because it was the easiest thing, you know, transition wise, I was already completely remote. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I always loved school and I love, you know, learning and, and growing it was different facets of, you know, my brain and my life. And it was, it was a nice, change up throughout the day because I spend so I spend so much time and I'm so grateful to be able to do so on my music and on writing and in that world so it was kind of a nice switch during the day to, to work a different part of my brain and I just really dove into it and yeah I was valedictorian and I'm uh honored to have been a part of that school this online school and uh it was it was a lot to juggle with but luck I was it was all remote. So I was able to kind of cater it around, you know, the album release cycle and all the interviews and stuff. So it was, it was tough, but I made it, but it was, you know, at least I could shape the schedule. So I'm always, you know, that was a good experience. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for technology, right? <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. It was really cool though. It was, I was in class with people from all over the world and uh, it was a really cool, really cool experience. Yeah. 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 So I guess being, you know, on the road and on the go as much as you've been basically since high school, you know, is it tough to have like a circle of friends or close friends or, you know, talk about your friend group? Yeah, definitely like small, but I, I find that uh, there's certain friends that I've had forever. And, you know, I think a lot of my friends too are really busy doing what they're doing i have uh, you know a friend who was a um olympic training uh ice dancer and now a 
up and coming fashion designer in New York at Parsons. I have another friend who wow. is okay. yeah full-time at college. And so even, and I've been friends with, you know, them since we were in like fourth grade and my other friend, we've been friends since like we were five. And even if there's some time that passes when we're just, we're busy doing what we're doing, I'm traveling, they're working and they're, you know, at college, then we, even if we come back and, you know, after a while, it's still like we have never stopped talking. So yeah, I mean, it is hard to find time to do things socially, I think with everything that I'm doing right now, but I'm grateful to have a close circle of, you know, friends that I've had forever. And we just, we just are there for each other for sure. Yeah. So a friend group is quite like a band. So let's talk about the band, um, how each member kind of came into your life and how this became, cause you guys are a four piece or. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I've, I've had the honor of playing with a, a bunch of musicians throughout the last few years. You know, okay. I started I started solo, you know, I really, I did a ton of shows from 12 to 16 where I was just doing solo because my style of playing piano, it's, it's, you know, the bass on the left hand and I guess the melodies are the guitar and the piano, you know, in the right hand kind of bass and melodies and then singing on top of that. So I started with that and then I found um, a great drummer, Mike Walsh, I've been playing with since for like four or five years and him and I, kind of read each other's minds now on stage because he's really connecting. You know, there's no bass player for the current set that I'm doing. It's just my left hand. So yeah. him and I have a really close musical, you know, bond. Uh, and I started working with um, a saxophone player back in 2019 and put together, you know, the trio uh, with Don Davis on sax, who's killer. Um, we toured for a bit and then like did some shows regionally, really. And then the pandemic happened. Uh, so that kind of put a pause on everything um then i had the pleasure of just meeting and working with musicians along the way like joel edinburgh who's playing sax with me now is amazing and um i've had you know i just i i've had some guitar players brad dubay who was so great and such a great guy and uh now i'm working with miles allstrom on guitar who's just like you know incredible and such a great guy to work with so yeah it's it's been really cool to have collaboration and the ability to meet and work with all these incredible players. It's been really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk about touring. So you got to tour with Quinn Sullivan, which uh, ironically enough, you and him were featured on our uh, episode 38 of bottom lines, the bottom line on bottom lines for the peach festival. So uh, talk about Quinn, talk about that experience. And then, you know, you got to play Peach uh, and then whatever the festivals, you know, like talk about that live experience and being in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't met Quinn prior to uh, going, doing some shows with him in March. And okay. yeah, what a, he's awesome. Like I I had been aware of his music because he's so, so great and uh, heard so heard his music and heard so much about him. And yeah, he's just a great guy. Everybody on his team was so easy to work with. And we had a lot of fun uh, doing the shows together. Um that's yeah. half the battle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was just really fun and easy and yeah. really pro. And the shows were really fun. It was great to, you know, to meet everybody on the road. Um, yeah, his, I, it was great to see his live show, too. I mean, what sounds great. He's, you know, his band's killer. And yeah, it was just all around really fun and really good. <laughs> so as a musician, like, what is it like to see 
other musicians like play do you have like a different mindset or like like what are you looking for like what are you seeing that maybe like you know someone like me or someone who you know goes to a concert once a year might not like see or maybe that's a well, dumb question but you know no it's not there's no no you're you're awesome interviewing but um i i mean no, I usually spend so much time like writing or, you know, doing shows and getting ready and rehearsing. And then when I have the opportunity to be, you know, an audience member, it's very refreshing. And it's, I always just dive, you know, head, you know, head first. And, uh, I, um, I think I, I try to just enjoy the, like the, the music and the show. I mean, the only thing I could imagine which sometimes happens too. And I'm listening to just music just at home or with earbuds. I'll just hear like certain parts. Like I'll start zoning in on, Oh, what's the, you know, the guitar doing, what's the bass doing? What's that, what's that hi-hat pattern? Or what's that cymbal pattern and the bass drum pattern? And I'll start just hearing specific parts and I'll start tuning it, tuning into it. But I try to just, you know, when I have the honor of seeing live music, I just enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun. Like I just, uh, just recently saw soccer mommy uh up here yeah. in New Hampshire. she was playing and that was so fun that was amazing and uh i've been a been a fan for a long time and it's it's always it's cool when i get the chance to uh to see a show and to see music well and i bet you kind of feel in the back of your mind kind of you feel normal too you know <laughs> like you're just one of the one of the people in the audience right you know it's it's nice to be in that to be an audience member as well because then it's yeah. It's it's a whole it's a whole different experience and it helps me as a performer to know what the audience is feeling and how I can connect with them and how I can we can all have you know the best time you know at a show yeah so it's it's always fun yeah definitely so I I gotta ask you do you have any guilty pleasures musically like you I, know any pop yeah, any top I don't know if I ever feel guilty but okay. I for sure last night was listening to like 70s easy listening like you know I had to you have to sometimes you know like Dan Fogelberg like uh Cat oh, Stevens, like, oh you have to you know baby yeah. come back uh you it's like <laughs> I mean I mean I don't think I ever feel guilty but I uh I definitely have a very eclectic and mixed taste I'll jump I'll jump decades, you know, in within an hour. I'll go from the 40s and 50s to some, you know, to indie pop and alternative releases from, you know, last month to 60s and 70s and 90s. So I just, I try to jump, jump around. And it's, when I'm writing, I, I don't really listen to a lot because I'm just so, you know, if I'm producing and writing and recording that, that's so all that's all consuming you know for my musical brain but uh yeah like right now I just have been just listening to a lot of different stuff it's very it's really inspiring to hear tons of different music styles so why don't we talk about new music do we have uh are we working on an album right now we're we working on EP what what do your fans have to look forward to from now until the end of the year yeah I have been I have been working on lots of new music huh? uh and, you know, looking into the next, you know, this next batch of songs, I've grown a lot, a lot as a producer and as a singer and as a musician, you know, during the pandemic around, I think the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, I actually started writing a lot of songs on guitar and oh, okay. 
I have continued to to work on that and to bring that into my my new music. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say too much, but it is a big evolution, and I'm extremely, extremely excited and proud for everyone to hear the new music. Um, it, yeah, it's. I'll I'll say no more, but <laughs> but uh, it's I'm I'm really pumped, and we have played a couple of the new songs live. Um, oh, just okay. you know, yeah, I think at um at Peach, and we play uh, we actually they de- you know debuted a couple of new songs, and they're really fun to play live. And I, as what I, what I could feel in the audience, everyone was really you know excited about it, and we definitely were sharing a moment us up on stage and and the audience. So um yeah it's i'm excited and hopefully soon i'll you know it'll be released um working on working on some stuff too that's going to be before the album release so there's definitely a lot in the work so yeah everyone can stay tuned (laughs) so uh, what what do you feel is the biggest challenge right now in the music industry as an artist like yourself jeez um I guess, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot, you know, I'm just, I guess, speaking for myself, but it was such a transition to, to come back to live shows. And I'm, it's just so such an out of body experience that now we really, we can be back out and be playing. And, you know, I've been doing shows this year and it's still every once in a while, I still just can't, can't believe that we're actually all back and we can, play live shows because it's such such a special energy it's just you can't can't really even describe it or explain it but something so special about playing live and, and connecting with you know the people in the audience and and we're all there together um but I guess to answer your question I mean I don't know I guess I don't I don't know I think you've already answered it you know because I feel the same way you know for someone who goes to probably 30 to 40 shows a year you know when when we lost that for you know a year and a half two hours like a big part of me like like there was a void that just you know the 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 live streams the parking lot shows like it just wasn't the same you know like it wasn't like that communal experience with other like-minded people who just want to yeah, I, I I'm glad that you said that. So uh, you you definitely answered the question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that transition. It's like it's like the new normal, which yeah. I just like cringe to say, but you know, because it's just been so oversaid. But it is kind of like it's it's realizing like, is this is this are we back to normal? Like, is this like what's are we good? And then you hear, I think there's some kind of COVID strain that's like you know yeah. surging, you know. But it's it's kind of like we're at least I feel if we're all like a little on edge and we're hoping that this is, we can get back to normal. And I think we are. And, you know, it's been just such a, such a incredible blessing and opportunity to be doing shows and especially like peach. And I did levitate festival. And these were, those were like some of the biggest highlights of, of the summer and peach was amazing. What a great, what a great festival and night that was. So did you get to meet any, anyone like, you know anyone that played there like it you know did you get to have any conversations with anyone that that kind of blew your mind i mean i i connected and i was able to meet all those 
all the great artists that were playing on on the uh, on the stage. Um, okay, cool. I was performing on. It was yep. I think the, I was at the uh, oh, was it the Grove stage. So it was a little bit um, smaller separate, stage. Separate, yeah. It was a little bit separated from the other stages, so I wasn't able to. Um, it was kind of a quick turnaround too. I wish I had had a bit more time to uh, <clears throat> to be there, but we were. I believe. Gosh, it feels like a long time ago, but we we had a flight, I believe, literally at like six the next day. So we I couldn't stay super late, which was kind of sad. But um, gotcha. I definitely met all the great artists playing at the Grove stage and they sounded amazing and they were so, so cool to me. So, um, yeah, just and everyone that I met after the show, just uh, that were in the audience and I got to talk to along the way. Just what a great what a great energy and so many great artists and people there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that is one festival that I've not been to. That's it's, uh, it's only an hour and a half, two hours from me. So it's definitely on the bucket list, but yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. And so, you know, it's so supportive that you guys got to play that and levitate, like you said too. So my last question for you, um, how much is individuality important to you? I, I mean, I think one of the most important things being able to have, you know, I, I'm, I've been, you know, discovering myself as an artist and getting very clear and uh, excited to, to, to find out, you know, what is my unique voice and having the kind of the, the courage to, to have that, you know, uh, searching and and to have that and to find that out and maybe be able to come into who you are and your unique self as an artist I think is so important if you're able to to reflect on that and write on that and write about your experiences from your unique point of view I think that just makes that's the best kind of music I think um is, is honest and raw yeah I I completely agree so what about then touring for the rest of the summer or for the rest of the year? Do we, are we going to have a lot of opportunities or are we looking more toward the spring and winter or? I've been touring quite a bit this summer. Uh, I've played some really cool, really great blues festivals. I just did a, a Bayfront blues festival in Duluth and I was able to do some shows out in Utah. And I just came back from Kentucky and Pittsburgh uh, a few days ago. And actually on Friday, we're leaving to play Edmonton Blues Festival up in Canada in Edmonton. So the summer festival season, Edmonton Blues Fest will be the last on, on this, uh, this summer's run. But I have some regional shows in Rhode Island and New Jersey this fall. And, and then I'm going to have some time off to, to finish up the new music. And okay. Do you know where... Where in New Jersey and the dates? Yeah, it's yeah. Well, if, and if anyone wants to find out the dates, yeah. they're all up on veronicalewis.com. Perfect. Yeah. So if, if it's not on off the top of my head, it's okay. all always there. And if, if um they if you guys want to check out my Facebook or Instagram, it's just Veronica Lewis Music, and I'm I'm always posting about it up there as well. Yep. So yeah, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have not listened to Veronica please do uh spotify apple music all of those youtube um yeah this has been great i hope you've had as much fun as i have with this um it took a while but we did it 
I'm so I'm so honored and I'm I'm so happy that we were able to connect and do this. Thank you so so much again. It was, I had a lot of fun. You're an amazing interviewer. Uh great questions and I hope we can talk again soon. Yeah, I'm hoping to uh to catch you in New Jersey then. That'll be a real treat. So hopefully that can work out. So Ooh. I will uh I will let you know either way. Sounds like a plan. Excellent. <laughs> thank you. Well, Veronica, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Veronica Lewis, check her out, veronicalewismusic.com. Follow her on her socials, subscribe to her channel, do all that fun stuff, support her. Um, merch, uh, any opportunities for merch? Yeah, I have a, if you go on my website, veronicalewis.com, you can okay. find a link to my merch. I have some new t-shirts and Sweet. some signed, signed CDs as well on some other fun stuff. So yeah, that'd be, you can check that out if you want to. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Do that. Uh, do that. Do that. Do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, also check out our sponsor, like I said, RAR Outfitters. That's www.raroutfitters.com. And uh, yeah, I've been Dog. You've been great. This is the Music Lab Podcast. <laughs>